0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what we're going to talk about is hip hop turning 50. Um, And... Before the podcast is, we're going to play this little game called the Hip Hop Challenge. Um, and it's a challenge that I actually want to extend to all of you who are listening. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Um, at the time of this recording, hip hop is officially 50 years old. Have you been following along? Have you have been hiding under a rock? Um, hip hop celebrated its 50th birthday on August 11th, 19... 19- Excuse me, <laughs> August 11, twenty three. It, it was widely, uh, it's widely recognized as being created uh, by the legendary DJ Cool Herc on August eleventh, nineteen seventy three. And if you follow the podcast, I just did an episode, uh, basically shouting out and thanking Cool Herc for, you know, doing the impossible and doing something that he probably just loved to do, and end up creating or helping to create a genre that um, you know not anybody thought would be around this long um, but I want to talk a little bit about you know just hip-hop turning 50 and my thoughts on it um, first and foremost I'm, I'll be honest I mean like there's a certain level of pride there's a certain level of um, enthusiasm uh, with you know hip-hop turning 50 at least being around to see it um, as many of you know maybe you don't know I mean hip-hop turned 50 and i'm 50 as well uh so i was born december 9th 1972 um roughly about 20 miles away from hip-hop where hip-hop was created in the in the bronx i was born in Newark, new jersey so um you know and i mean we didn't live in new jersey long but that's where i was born but i mean like i didn't know hip-hop or rap at the particular time it was being created um it was something that i wouldn't discover until probably around I don't know, the age of 12, you know, is when I really, really fell in love with rap at the time. Um, but to see it go to to turn 50 is it's a huge accomplishment. And the reason why I say that is because, like, nobody knows when, or at least I don't know, when R&B was created. Nobody, know, nobody that I know knows when rock and roll was created or when jazz was created or anything else of that nature. But to be able to say, hey, we have a specific date in which we can trace back the history and the roots of this particular genre. I think that's special. Um, and having lived and watched almost it from its infancy, I think is even more special to me and people around my age, because, you know, we knew what it was, um, particularly growing up. And, and what I mean by what it was, was that, um, you know, it wasn't supposed to be around this long. Um, it was supposed to be a fad. It was supposed to be something that came and went. In fact, I'll be honest. Like I had several grown ups at <laughs> at different points in my life tell me, like, nah, that 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 rap stuff, it ain't gonna be around us. It's, it's gonna it's gonna leave. It's gonna be gone. It's gonna be a fad, just like disco, or some even more contemporary people would say, it's gonna be a fad, just like uh, breaking, B- short for breakdancing, because you know that was a big thing too when I was coming up. Um, breakdancing and breakdancing and breaking really was you know strong for about a good two years maybe, and then it would just totally just went away. Um, and so that's what rap was supposed to be. it Was supposed to be a fad. Wasn't supposed to be something that was would be around, let alone a couple of years. Um, and it wasn't definitely something that you could see yourself making money off of or making a career out of, uh, as many so as so many people have done over this you know this fifty year span. Um, but yeah, being able to see the tributes, um, I got a chance to see and witness live, um, on YouTube, um, and surprisingly still on YouTube, uh, the 50th celebration, I was in Yankee stadium, a slew of hip hop acts came through and performed. I was closed out by the legendary, uh, the Kings of rock, uh, run DMC. And um, and I'll touch on that in just a few as I talk about as I play this challenge. Um, but, yeah, it was it was crazy. And I mean, like being able to see artists like Nas and Nas brought out Lauren Hill and um, so many others. I don't want to start naming names of artists. It, it is on YouTube again. It's called um, Hip Hop is 50. And uh, all you have to do is just search that on YouTube. It'll, it'll pop up. The concert is an eight hour concert. And I didn't see all of it, but I'm planning on going back and watching all of it again in, in its entirety. Um, not all at once, but, you know, in bits and pieces. And, um, you know, but just being able to see that. And, you know, it's kind of funny because me and my man, he collect, Shout out to E. Um, We were texting and tweeting during the whole thing. Like, like, you know, I don't know if the crowd really understood. Like, this is Run DMC on the stage. Like, you don't you don't get this every day. In fact, you know, it's been widely reported that that's going to be their last time performing together. And, you know, if that's, the, I hope that's not the case, but if it is, um, you know, cause they don't, they don't tour anymore. They don't, they don't perform that much anymore. Um, if that's the case, I'm glad I got a chance to witness it, but I definitely would not have been in the crowd holding my phone up in the air, you know, trying to record it. Cause for the people who were there. Yeah, you got all of this footage of these people, these acts, these le- uh, legacy acts, if you will. <clears throat> you got videos of them, but it's two weeks later now. What are you doing with the videos? You posted on social media and you forgot about it. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I-, I-, I was still happy to see that. Happy to see not just that concert, but the Rock the Bells tour um, concert. And then the the Force tour that's going on right now is going through, I think, 40, 50 different cities or whatever. Uh, headline by LL Cool and the Roots um, I think that's That's incredible I, <laughs> The funny thing is I haven't been to a concert All summer um, And I just missed the Force Tour It was just here at the time of this recording Last night in Atlanta uh, I just, Monday nights doing a concert I just, I it just wasn't going to happen I just couldn't pull I, That'd be a lot for me to try to pull off and, and work the next day Even though I work from home No, I just, I, I couldn't do it Um but uh but nonetheless i mean like being able to see these acts uh seeing hip-hop being recognized as Essence festival of uh, the ladies of hip-hop were recognized and a lot of uh of the ladies from hip-hop performed um at essence festival and so really just seeing the love and the attention that hip-hop has gotten both not just um nationally but worldwide um particularly over these last couple of weeks has been really really special to me i think um And it's been a sight to behold because, uh, you know, rap and hip hop has, you know, for so long gotten a a bad name, if you will, a bad rap, if you will. Um, But to see it celebrated, I think that was cool. Um, You know, and and it's not lost on me as far as, you know, the significance of that particular moment, the significance of being able to stop and pause and recognize someone like uh, DJ Cool Hurt, a.k.a. Clive Campbell. Uh, to stop and recognize his sister who as legend has it, his sister asked him to throw this party, uh, you know, so that she could raise money for school, school supplies, I think. And it was 50 cents for guys to get in 25 cents for girls to get in. And the party went from 9.00 AM to 4.00, excuse me, 9.00 PM to 4.00 AM in the Bronx. And so, you know, recognizing those two and and being for them to be here and be able to get their flowers. Uh, I think is important. um and it's also important just to see really how far we've gone as far as hip hop is concerned. And I say we because I'm a part of hip hop. you are a part of hip hop. We're a part of the culture. um our culture drives everything, everything, everything. And I don't think we should get, you know lost in that. I, I think we we have to keep in mind, you know, that we have, uh, say we have a voice and we have to take advantage of that uh, for as long as we have it. But, um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy the outpouring of love and support that I saw, not just, um, on TV or on social media, but just everywhere. And again, it was, it, it was great to see hip hop recognized and celebrated for its 50th. And, and, you know, just because the actual date is passed, uh, that doesn't mean it's going to stop. I mean, you're going to see hip hop tributes, um, you know, going forward for the rest of this year. Cause it's still, you know, something worth celebrating. Um, now on the flip side, uh, I did, <laughs> did get a chance to see, um, some pushback, if you will. Um, one person in particular, um, and I mean, he, he's he has a right to his opinion. One person in particular was Jermaine Dupree, and I'm going to read to you what Jermaine Dupree said here recently. Um, of course, the like I mentioned before, the Hip Hop is 50 concert, um, that was at Yankee Stadium. Um, the show was billed as a you know something to represent the 70s, the 80s, and 90s. You, you saw people dressed out in Adidas gear and you know, dressed like it was, you know, back in the day and Kango hats and, you know, everything, gold chains, everything. Um, but here's what Jermaine Dupri had to say. He said, uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, Jermaine Dupri, uh rapper slash producer from Atlanta. He said, quote, just for the record, no brands have done any dinners or get together in Atlanta celebrating fit the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's crazy. Exclamation point. He tweeted out um, to his followers. Um, And so he was, you know, based on this tweet, um, disappointed that Atlanta has not, was not recognized in hip hop. Uh, A few days later, uh, the great uncle Luke uh, from two live crew said, quote, hip hop fans from Florida, Don't be upset that they don't recognize your favorite Floridian artist as part of Hip Hop's 50-year celebration. This industry has never considered us Hip Hop from the same from the time that I started in Hip Hop in the South. You can only imagine the names they called us: country music, country booty music, trash music. I can go on and on about the disrespect Florida Hip Hop has gotten. Still to this day, we fight for our respect. And you have stood behind us every step of the way, close quote. Um, Now, Luke, I think was honored at the BET or two live crew were honored or performed, I should say at the BET awards. I think I didn't watch it. Um, And in some of these celebrations, uh, a lot of it, particularly the the hip hop is 50 um, concert. They were basically legacy acts and, I would consider Luke and Jermaine Dupree to be legacy acts. They've been around long enough. Um, do they have a legitimate gripe? Yes and no. Yes, in a sense, because I guess if if you wanted to participate and you weren't asked, then I guess you got a gripe for that. Um no, to 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 some degree, because for someone like Jermaine Dupree, who is heavily influenced as far as like, you know, one of the pioneers of Atlanta hip hop. If you want something to be celebrated for Atlanta's hip hop or Atlanta's contribution to hip hop, and we know that the A has played a part in that. And again, I, I live in the city, so I've been here 26 years. So this is home for me. Um, My message to Jermaine Dupree, if you want something celebrating 50 years of hip hop in Atlanta. Throw it yourself. Duh. <laughs> I mean, like, that would be the easiest thing to do. Um, and then here the here's the thing that I think Luke and Jermaine Dupree kind of lose sight of. And it was and it was something that wasn't lost on me as I watched that concert. Um, and this is something that if you're not of a certain age group, you really wouldn't understand the concept, so i want to break it down to you. Hip hop or rap particularly early rap, was very, very, very much regional. Um, it wasn't until really the late 90s, going into the 2000s, particularly with the advent of technology, that hip-hop really started expanding and being more accepting in other regions. I mean, it got its started in New York. So if you have a hip-hop is 50 concert, more than, and you, you're inviting legacy acts, yeah, you're probably going to have the treacherous three. You're probably going to have Grandmaster Flash and Millie Mill. You're probably not going to have Kilo Ali, who's from Atlanta. And he's huge in Atlanta. And he's one of the pioneers of Atlanta rap. But no, he, I mean, you're not, <laughs> you're going to have Cool Moody out there before you have Kilo Ali. And that's not to say that Kilo, Kilo Ali Lee isn't important or 2 Live Crew isn't important. But rap, particularly if you go back, you know, it was so regional. I mean, like, and and I always tell people this, and I say this as a huge hip-hop fan, one of the dope things about me being from where I'm from, Florence, South Carolina, is that when I fell in love with hip-hop, there were no regions. I mean, New York was running it. It was just New York, and then you got a little bit, then I started getting into the West Coast. Um, But it was no, it was no biases as far as the fans were concerned. Like, You know, probably in the early 2000s, you may have a a segment of fans who they could say, Well, I only quote unquote listen to down south hip hop. And you may have some dudes, you know, some dudes up north in New York to say, I only listen to quote unquote New York hip hop or West Coast and they only listen to West Coast hip hop. Uh, We didn't have that to do because we were all encompassing. There was no representation of, um, the south at least to me in 1984 when i picked up run dmc's tape it was what what i had so i just had to go with what i had and that was run dmc's tape but um you know so i think in some of those celebrations yeah it's going to be a little regional um i don't necessarily know that that's a an intended slight now yeah you you did i think um i want to say too short was at this uh show I think E40, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen all of the show, but what I'm saying is, is that, yeah, you're not going to, if you have a celebration, one, you can't have everybody out there. I mean, we saw that with the Grammys this past year when they tried to honor hip hop and you got 14 minutes to bring out 100 people. I mean, it's it's not going to happen. So um, that makes it that much tougher. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you have to understand that, yeah, Hip hop again was very regional, and with it being regional, you know, naturally they're going to have the the acts, the the Big Daddy Canes, the Cool G raps, and they're not going to have you know some of the southern acts. Um, but that doesn't mean that the South can't be recognized, or the, or the West, or the Midwest, or wherever else you want to we want to do something with. I mean, there's nothing that's stopping a 50 year anniversary of hip hop concert at the Staples Center. Um, and you have just mostly West Coast artists. I mean, there's nothing stopping that from happening. Um, I, I think it would be dope if it did happen, and we still have you know some more of this year to do it, or you could celebrate it next year. It, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I think the fans just want to see and see their favorite artists. Um, and I think that's the bottom line. I I, I wasn't offended that there wasn't much Southern representation at the concerts that I saw, if you go see the force tour that's currently touring right now, um, there's some Southern acts that they pick up along the way. Um, but I'm not mad at it. I mean, like, I I don't think even rock the bells, you know, it's always been pretty much inclusive. Um, the roots picnic, they, they include artists from everywhere. Now, what you will get though, if you're looking to see those celebrations of hip hop, you're probably not going to get some of the current artists, in fact, you probably shouldn't, to be honest, because the current artists, they dominate, you know, the current wave of whatever's on MTV or whatever's on BET or whatever's on whatever. So, no, they, they, they're they not going to be at the Rock the Bells. You don't need to have um, <laughs> Lotto <laughs> at Rock the Bells because she's not a legacy act. She can she can she can play BET she can play MTV, so you know I, I wouldn't be looking to have her now. And now they do festivals and stuff like that, so I, I get where they were coming from, but I, I think it's I think it's kind of pointless because really, if you want that kind of representation, particularly for two people who are as big in the South as Uncle Luke and Jermaine Dupree, you can put on for your own city, and I think that that probably be a whole lot easier than waiting on an invitation to join some other big hip hop celebration with people from all around the country um so what's next is hip hop is 50 so what's next what does the next 50 years look like um 50 years from now i'll be 100 (laughs) so i'll be around but i'm sure i'll probably still be listening to the same stuff i'm listening to now i don't it's hard to say i mean like so where is hip hop going? That's a great question. Um I will admit that a lot of what hip hop is today I'm not really tapped into. You know, um there was a particular time in my life where like new music would drop on Tuesdays and I go to the record store and buy all the CDs that I could or, or could afford and the ones that I couldn't afford I you know I cop a dub or whatever like that but no, now it's, it's too, there's too much stuff. There's too much music and the fans I don't necessarily know are gravitating toward the music that's coming out, at least the way that they probably should, because it's such an abundance of music. The market is so saturated that, you know, the new Nas album will come out. Oh man, you got to hear this new Nas album. You got to hear this new Nas album. And then two weeks later, y'all not talking about it no more. Y'all moved on to the the next new hottest album that came out and so you know it doesn't sit with people as as much as it should um i'm not really sure what's next for hip-hop i do know that in order for the genre to grow as far as the as far as the culture to grow um you have to be willing to be innovative you have to be willing to push the button you have to be willing to Capitalize on your originality. That's one thing that, at least standing from afar, uh, or in my yard, <laughs> I don't see a lot of originality. So, I mean, like, that's going to be the thing that's going to propel the the genre and propel artists, you know, going forward. Um, as fans, I think you definitely, definitely need, definitely, excuse me, need to demand more from your record labels, demand more from your artists. Um, you know, everybody can, everybody has, I always say, everybody's got a place at hip hop's table. Some people have a very temporary seat at that table. And, you know, I would like to see, and there's no knock on the ladies or anything like that, but I would definitely like to see more creativity. Um, You know, just rapping about your body, or what you can do to a man. I mean, after a while, it gets tired. If you're rapping about how much drugs you sold, how many people you kill after a while, it gets tired. I mean, your fan base isn't going to take to that. Now, if you want to do that for five years and be out the game, that's cool. Cause that's probably what's going to happen. If you might not make five years, you know, be honest because the music cycle changes so much. The cycle probably now is on a two, two and a half, three year span and that's it. And then as your fans get older, if your message doesn't change, your fans will change because your fans will stop. Oh, I don't want to hit them, you know, um but uh what the next 50 years look like really honestly depends on you the fans you guys will determine how and what hip-hop is it won't be the artist because the next dope rapper is probably in kindergarten right now he or she is probably you know color learning how to color um but yeah for me i'll be 100 so you know i'll still be listening to my old shit because i I don't listen to a lot of current stuff. I I don't listen to much current stuff at all, unless it's just artists that I know that I listen to that come out with albums. So, you know, but that's just me. And and I, I've realized a long time ago that a lot of the music that's being made isn't for me. And I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. I'm good with my nineties. I'm good with my eighties. am good with my, my two thousands and so forth. Um, and albums here and there that I'll listen to. Um, and artists that I'll listen to here and there. But um, other than that, hip hop will go wherever you allow it to go. Um, But understand it's in your hands, Uh, particularly for those of you who are listening or watching who are much younger than me. It's in your hands. My kids, it's in your hands. You know, what you want this genre to be, what you want this culture to be is in your hands and you have to figure it out. I tell my kids that all the time. Like, it's a mystery. And you got to figure it out. And here's the thing. Nobody's going to give you the answers. Like you got to, you really got to figure it out. And as fans, um, as you're demanding more from your artists, demand more from yourself. And, you know, support what you like. But, you know, (laughs) stay away from the BS because I'm telling you, it's a lot of it out here. And, you know, you you want your artists to give you something. I mean, I think that's the thing when I look back on the hip hop that I really grew up on, that I love so much to this day, uh, most of my artists, they gave me something. They gave me something to to bob my head to. They gave me something to laugh at. They gave me something to smile about. They gave me something to um, inform me, empower me. Um, and sometimes just to talk trash. And, and sometimes that was just good enough. So, um, but yeah, hip hop will be wherever you guys take it. Uh, like I said, I'll be a hundred. It, it ain't gonna matter to me one way or the other. Um, before I get out of here, let's play this, uh, hip hop challenge. Um, it, a bunch of questions that ask, well, actually it's two parts. Uh, first we'll ask you a bunch of questions about your current, you know, not, excuse me, not current, your favorite, uh, or the greatest rappers. And I answer the questions and feel free. Anybody who wants to get a copy of this, I can send it to you. Um, shout out to my boy Baylor BTG for presidents podcast. Uh, if you bail, if you want to remix this, you can. I can all you gotta do is say the word and I'll email it to you. All right, so greatest rapper. For me, Rock Him. Favorite rapper. <sighs> favorite rapper I'm probably go Nas. Favorite current rapper. Pass. I don't have a favorite current rapper. Favorite female rapper. um, I'll say Rhapsody. Love Rhapsody. Favorite rap group. I mean, it's easy. It's Run DMC. Favorite rap collective. um, I'll probably go Wu-Tang. Favorite trap rapper. Favorite trap rapper is definitely Jeezy. Favorite rapper under 30. Pass. No. <laughs> I don't know nobody under 30. Favorite storyteller. Ice Cube. Favorite. Oh, excuse me. Most underrated. Most underrated. Definitely Fonte from Little Brother. Shout out to Tay. Most overrated. Oh, that's easy. Drake. <laughs> Favorite producer. King Germ, you already know what the answer is. Uh, James DeWitt, Yancey, a.k.a. J. Dilla, a.k.a. The King of Beats. My man, rest in peace. Favorite rap album of all time? Um, Illmatic. Favorite rap song? My Melody, Eric B and Rakim. Favorite rap duo? Hmm, probably go Outcast. All right. So the last part of this challenge is it goes a little something like this. You are a hip hop promoter and you can put together a lineup celebrating 50 years of hip hop. A couple of things you got to do. You got to name your venue. where You're going to hold this concert at and you got to name your lineup. Here's the catch. You only have 10 slots. And you gotta put them in order. So let me say that again: you're hip hop promoter, you're putting together your lineups. Celebrate fifty years of hip hop. You gotta name your venue, name your lineup, and you only have ten slots available. And you gotta put them in order. So who's gonna lead off, and who's gonna close out your show? All right, all right. So for me, fifty years of hip hop concert, my venue, I'm gonna have it right here in the 8 and we all have to chant I don't have to uh travel anywhere. Uh, it's going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the uh Falcons and the um soccer team play. I forgot the soccer team's name. Anyway, <laughs> um 10 slots in order. Leading off number 1. So this this is this is the the act that's going to start my concert. DJ Jazzy Jeff Jazzy Jeff on the wheels of steel. That's all I need. Jazzy Jeff cutting it up. That's all I need. He will get the pot. He will have, he will have the bins. That's what we call the stadium. We will have the bins rocket. And and, you the cool part about the bins is we're going to have it in the summertime. So the, so the sunroof will be open. Um, yeah. Uh, number two, I'm bringing out the native tongues crew. That's gonna be Moni Love, Queen Latifah, De La Soul, and a tribe called Quest. Um, and everybody's gonna do some songs. Everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna do some songs. So that's that's the second the second set of acts that I'm bringing out, right? Number three, I'm bringing out the 88 Crew. So these artists all dropped an album in 1988 I'm going Salt and Pepper Eric B and Rakim Slick Rick and EPMD and they're going to perform in that order. So let me say it again Salt and Pepper Eric B and Rakim Slick Rick EPMD that's number that's set number 3, right? Set 4 Rough Riders and Bad Boy. So with Rough Riders you got Eve we're gonna play DMX because I mean, obviously X not here. We're gonna play DMX, and you got the locks, bad boy. Man, listen, we're gonna we're gonna play a little Black Rob. We're gonna play a little Big because they're not here. Um, maybe a little bit of Shine. <laughs> um, who else on that bad boy roster? We can play? We, we we can we can tap into a little one twelve, a little bit, but just you know some of the up tempo joints in total. Um, and of course, Puff, he'll be here. Um, that's set four, set five. LL Cool J and the Roots. So, the Roots will be performing, be his backup band. LL will be performing with Black Thought, and they'll do some LL songs and they'll do some Roots songs. That's gonna be that. That's that's the midpoint of the set right there. That's that's act five. Set six. Outcast and the dungeon family. So when I say dungeon family, I'm talking Goody Mob, Um, Backbone, Cool Breeze, all those dudes, they're gonna be out there. Um, and then obviously Goody Mob and Outcast. Um It's in Atlanta, so you gotta have <laughs> you gotta have the hometown cast in there. Uh set seven. Set seven, we gotta go to the west side. Um, Cube, Snoop, and Dre I mean You call it Up and Smoke You can call it West Side Connect You call it whatever you want to call it But Ice Cube Snoop Dogg And Dr. Dre I mean that's a killer I mean like I really could have let off that But I, I got them in the 7th slot For a particular reason Um, Number 8 Wu-Tang <laughs> Ain't nothing else that need to be said. I mean, the whole clan, the clan, the clan is here. Um, set nine. I'm going with two of the best MCs in the game, Nas and Jay Z. They will share the stage. So Nas is going to do his songs, Jay Z is going to do his songs, but they're going to do them to- and they're going to do this song together. We're going to bring out state property for some of Jay Jay Z's joints. Um, no Dame, sorry Dame. Uh, <laughs> I mean Dave, you're welcome, but I don't think Dave's showing up. Um, and then last but not least, closing it out, run DMC. Yep, that's it. So I'm gonna run it back. Um my 10 slots. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, native tongues with Moni Love, Queen Latifah, De La Soul, Tribe Call Quest, uh Salt and Pepper, the 88 Crew Salt and Pepper. Airbnb and Rakim, Slick Rick, EPMD. Uh, slot four, Rough Riders and Bad Boy. Slot five, LL, Cool J, and The Roots. Slot six, Outkast and The Dungeon Family. Set seven, Ice Cube, Snoop, and Dr. Dre. Set eight, Wu-Tang. Set nine, Nas and Jay. And set ten, the headliner, the closing the show, to bring it down the curtains, Run DMC um i think that, that that concert would be incredible i mean like i don't know how much i would charge people for it but um and i don't know how long <laughs> looking at the set list. i don't know how long these, these sets would be but um i mean we could be looking at an eight hour concert and i would be perfectly fine with it um yeah i i'm i'm with it i'm with it um but yeah that's 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 how we would do it for 50 uh again a uh, happy birthday to hip-hop um and again, I, I want to reiterate, I think, you know, hip hop is going to be wherever you guys want it to be because uh, you, you're you the consumer and you control it and you have more control and more say than you think you do. Um, just don't let it die. Don't let it die. And for old heads like me, hip hop will never die because all we got to do is press play and bring it back to life. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight from time to time. We drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. if you feel so inclined and you want to financially contribute to the show, hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.